Hello and welcome to Start Choosing You, the podcast designed for recovering people pleasers to put their needs first and live a life that feels exciting, authentic and totally aligned to their needs. I'm your host Meg Sloan, I'm a self-worth coach, wellbeing practitioner and a recovering people pleaser myself. Come on in. Welcome back to the Start Choosing You podcast. For today's episode, I'm joined by Vicky Schilling. I started working with Vicky back in the start of this year. I'd been following her for a little while, but we started working together this year. And I'm still part of a Just Start Now membership. Vicky is a business mentor. She helps health and wellness practitioners turn their expertise into income. We chatted about people pleasing in business. It was one of the areas that I didn't expect to be so highly influenced by my people-pleasing tendencies. But when I started my business back in August of 2020, I found out that that wasn't the case. And Vicky shares her experiences of people-pleasing within her own business. We also talk about things like social media, creating content, the importance of taking breaks and acknowledging when it's maybe not the right time to be focusing on your business and many other topics surrounding mindset and running an online wellness business. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share with Vicky and I on Instagram if you're listening to the episode and let us know what your key takeaways are. Enjoy. everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by my mentor Vicky Schilling. Um, I worked one-to-one with Vicky back in February of this year which literally feels like ages ago but I'm also part of her Just Start Now membership and I knew that people pleasing is a big thing in business. I've got my own experiences with it but thank you so much for joining me today Vicky. That's a pleasure, thanks for having me. Um, so for anyone who's listening who might not know you already, do you want to just tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes. So my name is Vicky Schilling and I am a wellness business mentor. So I help people primarily in the health and wellness sphere, health practitioners turn all of their expertise into income. So that's usually um, people like nutritionists, like coaches like you, yoga teachers, personal trainers, anyone like that who has qualified and then wants to turn all of that into a business, into a career for themselves, but doesn't know how to do all the businessy bits. So I bring um, lots of practical knowledge um, in there to plug that gap, but also lots of what we're going to talk about today, which is the mindset shifts and the kind of way that you think about yourself and about money and about people and your customers um, to make sure that you are set up and ready to run a great business. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I was actually writing down what I did over 2021 because I was thinking back to February when we started working together and I went back through my calendar and I was like, wow, I've literally done like so much. And it's definitely been down to like the support from the membership and things of keeping me accountable and making those those steps and things. So I just wanted to share that because I literally did that yesterday. Yay. I think it's so important that we do that. And you know, we do that regularly and just start now as well to reflect because it's so easy that we keep looking at I mean, I just updated my to-do list last night and was like, oh my goodness, there's so much to do, but we need that time to reflect and look back and go, look at what I have done and how much I have achieved. It's so important. Definitely. So how important is kind of our beliefs and mindset when it comes to both starting and running a wellness business? I genuinely believe it's it's everything. Like it, it's absolutely crucial. Um, 
I really think if you took person A and person B and they both took the same actions, you know, followed the same program maybe, or, you know, did the same course or put out the, exactly the same, I don't know, social media posts or wrote to a certain number of people in the same way, you would get very different results if person A really believed in themselves, you know, really believed in their value and understood, you know, money and how to engage people and person B didn't have that self-belief, didn't have that confidence, didn't have that, um, you know, trust and all these other things that come with um, a really good, strong growth mindset. I, I do think you see very, very different outcomes. Um, so I genuinely, I don't think I really can underestimate how important beliefs and mindsets are when it comes to starting a business. Yeah, and I think that became really apparent when I started working with you because I was like, right, I'm going to go work with Vicky. She's going to give me all the practical steps of do X, Y, Z, and then you've got a fully formed business. But actually, I think pretty much every session, most of the work was on mindset and the the action steps kind of came later, didn't they? Yeah, and and this is it. Like a lot of people will come to me and I love all the practical stuff. Like I can talk about that till the cows come home. And I, you know, I've got training videos on this, that and the other. So it's it's amazing when I work with people one-to-one and you say, here is the tool and you literally give them the tool and say, okay, so you want to get, you know, ranked on page one of Google and you give them the tool to make that happen and the fear and the you know all the things then that come up for them oh well I don't think I want this or what if this happens or I'm afraid that that might happen and that is then where the work has to happen because the tools and the practical things alone is not what's gonna get you there yeah definitely and I think a fear of success is something that I literally had no idea about until I started a business because I always knew about fear of failure no one likes to fail but actually that fear of well what if it goes right and what if I do become more visible is a really key thing as well isn't it I actually think it's the more I work with people the more I think that that is more common actually than fear of failure I think fear of failure is fairly widely talked about and acknowledged but actually when I dig into it with people and and actually see what is holding them back. It, that Those self-sabotage patterns are usually because they're afraid of, if you really imagine this going well and being fully booked or really busy or earning lots of money or completely changing your lifestyle, being able to do this, what, what do you think is going to happen? Primarily, especially people working in health and wellness sector, people think they're going to get burned out again. And so that they actually end up actively avoiding doing the work and showing up and being visible and trying to get clients because they're afraid if they get so fully booked with clients, they'll go back to being burned out again, which is not what has to happen if you, you know once you're running your own business, you are in control, you set the boundaries, you decide you how much work you do and don't take on. But it's just how we've been conditioned to think that if I'm busy and I earn good money that I have to be sacrificing something and and working all hours and and burning the candle at both ends and that doesn't have to be the case yeah and how do you think people pleasing kind of leads into that um people pleasing shows up I think in a lot of ways for people in their businesses so particularly when I help people get started it will be the things like those lack of boundaries so like like with a diary for example oh well I've got I've had a few clients but you know they want weekends or they want evenings or they they want this they want that time or you know they they want a time and actually I already had something in the diary but I felt like I just had to say yes anyway and I think naturally when you're getting started that people pleasing and that kind of oh I need the money attitude goes hand in hand and it then becomes like just an open door where you don't know what's happening in your business you don't know when you're going to be working you don't know when you're then able to 
do things for yourself or with your friends or with your family and that you don't have any structure. And again, it's no wonder you'd self-sabotage and not, you know, not do the right things and be visible if you think there's not going to be any boundaries and my whole diary is going to look like something I don't really want to do. So that's certainly one way I see people pleasing coming in, like just saying yes all the time, like, yeah, yeah, I'll just, you know, book in whenever you want, rather than saying, no, these are when I'm, these are the times that I'm free. Would you like to book in into one of these slots instead? Yeah, I think we do sometimes confuse our free time as our availability. And Mm. I think when you're running a business, you have to balance so many different tasks. But when you're starting out, a lot of it is something that you don't know and you're still figuring it out. So that kind of confusion of, oh yeah, well, I'm free all of this time, particularly if it's your only thing can become like you say just like an open book of like yeah just book in whenever um one of the practical things that you helped me with was setting up just a bookings calendar and literally just sending it to someone being like these are the times I'm available book in whenever you like um and that's like one step you can do to like practically help with that yeah and to not need to have that conversation if you are a people pleaser and normally you just go yeah yeah sure let's just book in then that's fine and really you're looking at your diary going oh no that's overwrite written you know a nice dinner or a yoga class I had booked or something you know or just a whole clear day where I wanted to just binge some Netflix or whatever it is so yeah having that diary is such a good way to be boundaried and to do it in a polite actually very professional way so I think that's a a simple tool and I think the other thing you and I talked about and I talked to a lot of clients about is what would fully booked Meg be doing you know how would she be treating her diary because even if you don't feel in the moment when you're getting started and it's always the same like you are really busy you still treat your diary and treat your time as if you you were working full-time in your business and you did only work with clients two days a week or you did only take discovery calls on Mondays or whatever it is like set the diary up now so that you can live that life when you are fully booked in six months, 12 months time. Yeah, I think that's so common with a lot of things, not even just in business, that we wait until it happens, whereas we can actually prepare before it happens. And I think that happens a lot with self-care. A lot of people wait until they're already burnt out to start doing it, whereas actually if you schedule it regularly, it might prevent you from getting burnt out in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other way that you end up getting burnt out with people-pleasing is... And when you're getting started undercharging or giving away a lot of free advice. And I think that's another way that I see people pleasing showing up quite a lot. You know, I want people to like me and what what will people think of me if I charge for that? Or I've only got, you know, only friends and family at the moment and I can't possibly ask them for money or people are on my social media. They keep just asking me for tips. So I just keep giving them free advice. Like I don't want to push back or I don't want to say you have to book in and pay me for this. So that, again, becomes a cycle of behavior and um a kind of trap that you get stuck in if if that's what happens and so again you have to set those boundaries and be clear and say this is what I do and this is what I charge and 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 know that your value is there and that your worth is there and that people won't like you less because you're charging money or because you're not giving out free advice actually you know that I say a lot people really value and take seriously and take action on your advice if they invest in it so I I think it it's mutually beneficial for everybody if you don't undercharge or keep giving away free advice all the time yeah I think there's a lot of people who work in the wellness space who are used to kind of being the fixer being the go-to person and it takes quite a lot to like say sort of change your identity a bit of like well I'm a practitioner now like I'm not just that informal person people go to help with uh, this is a business and it's not running as a hobby and like you say it's not it doesn't mean anything about them it's that the clients are more likely to take that action and get the most out of it if they are paying for it 
Yeah, and that's it. I, I agree with you. I speak to lots of people who just say, oh, "I would just do this for free if I could." You know, I really, you know, I don't, you know, I don't need the money, and I don't, I don't. It doesn't have to be like that. But I, I really, I come back to that belief of I think people take you more seriously, value what you say, get better results. If there is an exchange there, and again, it doesn't always have to be money, but that there is some kind of exchange, um, and that they take seriously what it is that you're giving. Otherwise. Yeah, I, I don't think it serves anybody to be in that cycle of undercharging, giving out free advice and people can kind of dip in and out when they want. I think we know people who really want long term health change need support on an ongoing basis. And that that does cost. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means, you know, what's best to get the best outcomes for your clients. Yeah. One other place I was thinking about uh, people pleasing was social media. This has yeah. like come back up for me recently. I feel like when you're consuming a lot of content you like take on a lot of messages about how you should be showing up particularly because if you're a practitioner you're often following a lot of business coaches um and I feel like that was definitely true for me in the beginning as well um of really internalizing a lot of what people were saying and making that mean something about me and trying to please everyone in my audience do you find that happens a lot with your clients as well yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of not being willing to be bold or to stand out or to say something different or to say, and you know how hot I am on this, to say what your ideal customer needs to hear, not what you think will make all your other peers happy or, or impressed with you or your teachers impressed and happy with you or your old boss from your old work think that you're a really brilliant person. Like That's not who the content's for. The content is for your ideal customer and you need to be speaking to them and actually standing out, finding a way to maybe have a controversial opinion or you know really state, sta- stand your ground on something or say who is not right to work with you or all these different ways. So yeah, I absolutely, the people pleasing ends up just blending out and making you totally vanilla so that people just end up scrolling past your content and you're not remembered and I think it's really important that we don't let that people pleasing get in the way so that you can be bold and you and authentic and stand out and trust that the right people are gonna find you yeah I've seen people speaking about it on Instagram um say like if my content triggers you that probably means that you really need to hear it um and it might have been maybe not the right time if it is a really strong reaction but if it makes you go, ooh, like that doesn't really sit right with me, it's probably something that you need to hear. Yeah, I mean, my husband now mocks me because he knows my most often repeated phrases that says more about them than it does about you you know if your content is uh, I'm not saying upsetting but does raise an emotion for someone else that says more about them and their thought processes and what's going on for them and what they're making it mean that it does you're a bad person and you shouldn't have posted that so I certainly definitely post things that trigger people make them question themselves or question how they're doing things or make them stop in their tracks and that's what I want like I want them to notice to be challenged a little bit by what I'm saying and I'm not saying like that won't be everyone's brand but I think we have to be willing to say what we really stand by and what we really think is important to us and to our ideal customers and not water that down and wash it out just to people please yeah and I think that content is often the one that like sticks with you and makes you think this is the person to work with because they're in my brain and they know what I'm thinking like they know the deepest darkest things that I'm thinking and saying this is normal and you can move past it so yes yeah difficult but it's that content that actually really does stick in people's minds that's it and that's why it's so important that you do create content for a particular ideal customer because then you can achieve that more and it it still takes time to get to know them but 
when you can create content or, you know, whether that is blogs or emails or when you're speaking at an event or something and you're saying things that they think, oh my goodness, I thought that was just me or that you're like, you're sounding like you're in my head or everything you post is exactly what I'm experiencing right now. That does, it builds that trust with people and that is going to make them more likely to buy from you. But you have to be bold and willing to go there to get inside their heads to say, yeah, this, I am the person that you need. Yeah. I guess another place it can come up as well as with like niching because I know a lot of people are like I want to be for everyone do you think that's kind of tied to people pleasing tendencies as well yeah 100% so I've just um, started working with a client and we did lots of work on this um, you know her ideal client you know how I do it and I, I love the ideal client work getting really clear on who it is what they're struggling with and how they'd love their life to be instead and then the warbles immediately come up. Oh, I think I'd rather it just be general. And I'd rather, you know, it just, 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 just help people generally with their health right now. You know, women, that's, that's niche enough. And I said, that's, that's fine if you want to go there. But just, just like we talked about, you're not going to stand out and you won't attract customers at the rate that you want to. And I do think a big part of that is that fear of judgment, that worrying about what will people think. Or part of it is sort of claiming in some way that you're you're an expert or positioning yourself as in I help people like this um and you have to really step into that and own that and say I can help these people whilst also understanding you don't know everything because not everybody knows everything but yeah I, I definitely think the people please the worrying about judgment and what will people think and then will people everyone think that I'm an expert and I'm, I'm better to just kind of keep it general um and then you know I can't possibly let anybody down or offend anybody if I do that yeah I was like that in the start of my journey like so general like I scroll back in my posts I'm like yeah so general like it literally could have been any Instagram mindset person that who was posting that um but yeah it's just the thought of well I don't want to exclude people I don't want to make people feel left out but actually I niched down like a few months ago and I get so much more engagement now and I get people reaching out and they're not even necessarily people pleasers but they resonate with my content and they're still coming to me for help and tips and things so and your name will now be on their lips when they have a chat with you know some friends or there's another conversation going on about people pleasing and this kind of behavior they will refer people back to your account to your website to what your offers are to the talks that you offer all of those things I think that's what's so important that we again we step into that and we say I want to be remembered rather than the people pleasing thing of I don't want to be remembered I don't want to stand out and I just want to kind of blend in in business we have to stand out especially online business there's so much out there we we have to be willing to hold a hand up and say this is me this is what I do these are the people I help yeah definitely have you experienced people pleasing in your business either now or earlier on (laughs) of course um I was looking last night preparing for this at some of the people pleasing tendencies and firstly to say absolutely I have done exactly what I told you everybody else does with calendar and just gone yeah absolutely of course yep let's just put that in the diary and I am looking at my own diary going no I really didn't want to put it in there I'm moving next year to trying to do alternate weeks of coaching weeks admin weeks coaching weeks admin weeks I know that I'm gonna find that very difficult because there's gonna be clients that oh well can you could you possibly do this week and I'm gonna look at my gloriously empty admin week where I know I'm gonna get loads of stuff done and go 
oh yeah yeah sure go on yeah all right let's put it in that week and I've got to have to stick to my boundaries and say no this is how I work this is this is the way it is so absolutely like I am just as culpable as anybody else on that and need to use the tools that we've talked about to put those in I think the other thing I looked up was um with the people pleasing tendencies is feeling that responsibility for how other people feel Mm. and I think that's one I've definitely really struggled with like I find it hard not to empathize so hard with my clients and their feelings and not feel like that there was some responsibility on me and and I have to detach from that and know that I've done everything I can and I've you know been the very best mentor I could and I've brought all the tools and I've given as much support but I am not fully responsible for how my clients feel every single minute of every single day but as a very empathetic person I, I do find that really difficult I think anyone who's in like a helping role has that to some degree and obviously that's why we're good at what we do but like you say it kind of sometimes tips over into that self-criticism or like you say just that inflated sense of responsibility for I have to get them the results or whatever but I think for your coaching and your messaging it reminded me that you can never be responsible for that because that other person is but when you're in the moment sometimes and they're maybe not making progress it doesn't always feel that way yeah and I I know that a logical level I pass that on to all my clients I say because again that's another um big people pleasing thing of like I I don't want to let people down so I I can't possibly you know put this package out and say that it can help people get these results because what if it doesn't but we have to separate from that we have to and actually it comes on to another way I struggle with people pleasing is that accepting praise accepting credit for anything that I do because oh well that was someone else all the time or like that wasn't you know oh you know I'd rather everyone else just felt really good about this and it doesn't really matter how I feel (laughs) in this situation rather than actually take acknowledging and taking that praise and that credit where it is due so and then on the flip side not taking it completely um to heart and, and taking full responsibility when someone else who's another human being having lots of different experiences is having a bad day and feels low in their business like that is not my entire responsibility I, I've got a responsibility to bring some tools and help to them but I can't be responsible for every single person in my community because otherwise I would be on the floor yeah yeah, definitely I think I've definitely learned that over the years and I think sometimes it's just not the right time for people to be doing things and that's always really frustrating for both the coach and the coachee because there's nothing anybody can really do about that it's particularly with business stuff like life stuff can really get in the way obviously over the last year I was getting married so there was lots of times where I wanted to focus on the business but that took priority so it's one of those things that is out of both of our controls but it can be really easy to internalize that and be like oh we should be able to to fix it or move past it but actually it just can't be helped. No, and I suppose it goes back to what we said at the top about um, it being a blend of the practical tips and the mindset. I, I have people come and work with me one-to-one who are like, yeah, that's it. Like, I'm ready. Like, like give me the tools. I, I want to do all the things. And then, like you say, it's just actually not the best time in their life. You know, things are going on with their kids or, you know, they're moving house or they, there's, there's just other stuff that actually if they were really honest with themselves, it's just taking up so much of their brain capacity that this isn't the best time to like throw everything, the kitchen sink at trying to use all the tools and process all their own self-sabotaging blocks and, you know, (laughs) problems and habits and things that they're doing as well. And you're right. Like I've definitely worked with one client comes to mind when you're talking about that, who, you know, had all the best intentions. We both had all the best intentions, but it just didn't really move as far as she wanted to in that time because, 
her youngest child still wasn't in school. There was illness. She um, had a business that she'd inherited from someone else and felt like she had to keep at a certain level. Mm. And it just, it, it wasn't what she needed. What she needed was to take a freaking break and then come back to it again in another few months time. And yeah, that's, that's just the way it goes sometimes. And I need to, and I must always get bit better at spotting that as well with people like and saying to people like is this definitely the right time like you have to absolutely know that this is the best time to do this kind of work because it is immersive yeah definitely I think a lot of people underestimate how challenging it can be to look at all those things that we tend to avoid it's very easy to like sit down at your laptop and create content do admin and just ignore the fact that you're not doing the thing that will actually move the business forward yeah. And I'm, I'm just as culpable of that. So I know I'm going to be working with a mentor next year who is hopefully going to do exactly that. Just hold me up a little bit more. Like, how are you actually feeling here? And like, what would you really like to be doing? And is there something you can be doing that isn't just smashing out social posts and putting out emails and putting out offers and selling all the time, actually, that there needs to be that mix of what work do I need to do on myself in order to be even better of, of service to other people? Like there definitely is that working on and in your business and, on and with yourself I think there has to be a a bit of a mix yeah do you find that um people pleasing and I guess maybe comparison as well comes in with like goal setting because I find that a lot of people set goals that they think they should have and other people have do you find that as well Definitely. Well, you know, like in January, I always do a goal setting session. And again, like I, I want to encourage people to be accountable and to share their goals out loud. But then there is absolutely that sense of like, well, I should have a big financial goal. You know, I should want to have a six figure business. I should want to run a group program. I should want to do all these things, all these shiny objects that I can see everybody else offering. And that's why I always try and start the goal setting process off with a visualization, a kind of meditation of like, what does your dream work look like? What does your dream day look like? And what does a week look like? And who is it you want to be showing up for? And how much money does that, you know, need to be in your bank account? Would you love for it to be in your bank account? And yet again, that people pleasing thing of what will people think if I said that out loud? Or is that too much? Or is that too little? Or is it not realistic? And oh, absolutely, like all of that comes into it. And we really have to shed all of that and go into total dreamer mode and just be like what what would make me really happy and what would really fill me up and go from there um and it really does not matter at all what anybody else's goals are in that situation yeah I see that happen a lot where people either go big when they want to go small because of like the narrative on Instagram of you know make a million dollars and however many days and things like that but I think some people as well go the other way of like sort of shrinking down their goals when they want big goals um largely because of like family and friends like people who aren't necessarily in the business world um and like yeah like you say is it too much what are people gonna think I think it happens so often yeah I do and I think that's why running things like Just Start Now and having a community of like-minded people who understand it and can non-judgmentally you know really cheer you on to whatever your goals are is so important and know how important that is for you and how that fits in with your life and how exciting it is when you can tick those things off or you know move towards achieving those and it is as much as we love our friends and family and I'm absolutely not the kind of coach that says cut those people out of your life like that that's not helpful either they absolutely serve a very vital you know part of our life and our social network but sometimes those people are not the best people to 
talk to for ad- advice on goals. And again, because they they come from a place of love, but they usually come from a place of not really understanding how it works. And I can remember talking to my dad about selling my group program the second time and saying, I'm, you know, I'm really struggling with sales this time. And the whole conversation just became a bit of a moan fest about oh the general public they don't get it and they don't do this and people don't commit and and I was like this actually he's coming from a loving place and he really wants you know to protect me but this is not very helpful for my mentality (laughs) like to think that people are actually going to buy my product like I don't really want to hate on everybody that's going to buy my product I want to actually think no people are out there I just need to go and find them yeah I find that a lot of my friends and family have like no idea what I do all day I think they think I just like lounge around and like check my laptop every now and again um so yeah but they can be helpful as well in other ways of like breaking you out of that business business mindset because I think you can get caught up in that quite a lot as well yeah definitely I know my husband is the absolute bedrock of actually making sure I get some sleep and switch off and you know have a nap and get out the house and all of those kind of just put the laptop away and I, I need that even though he's utterly useless at any anything business related and helping me sell a program or plan out my next year he is my company secretary as it happens but I don't let him have any say whatsoever in my business I can I'll forge his signature it's fine like you don't I don't need any tips from him <laughs> so if someone was listening to what we've kind of been discussing and is like yeah that's me what would you want them to know it's very normal and it's very common hopefully some of what we've talked about you know helps normalize it and people are all different levels I think the biggest things that I've learned coaching people right from the very start you know when they're freshly qualified and then myself going into much bigger masterminds and um, you know coaching programs with people earning lots of money is that everybody has these same people pleasing that they um, you know have these worries and these wobbles and they just show up in different ways so I would just say find small ways to start putting boundaries in to start looking after yourself looking after your time um, and know that ultimately like we were talking about before you you will help more people in the long run if you do that if you're able to look after yourself and prioritize yourself and be bold like we were saying rather than being vanilla and and blending in saying yes all the time yeah and I think remind yourself that the worst case scenario that you're predicting if you do those things is quite unlikely like I remember when I was thinking of like putting out a controversial post which probably wasn't actually that controversial of being like oh I'm gonna get cancelled and things like that and if I start saying no to clients and they're not gonna work with me I think just to kind of acknowledging that part of it but reining it in a little bit and reminding yourself that that's not necessarily true no and again to to acknowledge that is our brain just trying to keep us safe and alive like yeah. that, that the caveman instinct of like don't say anything that will you know shake the cave because otherwise you'll get kicked out and you'll die but that isn't the world we live in now and you're right like our brains are, are trained to think worst case scenario but we have to just notice that and go oh okay brain's gone there and my mind is, is imagining the worst case scenario but like you said chances are that is absolutely not going to happen. I'm going to put this post out. I'm going to do this thing. And then everyone's going to get on with their life. And and actually I'll feel better for having done it. So yeah, just acknowledging that worst case scenario, but knowing it's most unlikely to come true. Yeah. And I definitely think it's helpful to have other people who are in like a similar stage of business to you and situations to you, because you can just kind of let all those thoughts out and tell them how you're really feeling um and they can be like yeah me too or like I've experienced this and it's so like normalizing and comforting to know that it's not just you in that situation 
Yeah, and that that is the thing, especially when we're running businesses and running businesses online, is that we're often, like you said, not on the sofa. We're working on our own at our computers, and it's very easy for that inner critic voice to just spin off into worst case scenario and no one likes it and no one's listening and no one's ever going to book you and this you're all just making this up you know all of those thought processes and that's why it's great to find a way in the week to reconnect with other people to go oh yeah I'm not losing my marbles doing this I am actually creating something here and look at all the evidence of other people doing it as well yeah yeah definitely it just builds up those reserves to go against the inner critic when it pipes up to be like no look all these people are doing it and they feel the same way as me there's no like magic secret that's it. I have the evidence and finding those people that you can look at and go, yeah, they are making it work. They are making money. They are how they have created the life. I mean, that's not to say that we don't all have our ups and downs and you know difficulties and things, but that you can see other great examples of people actually achieving it. Yeah. Amazing. So if any of the listeners want to find out more about your work and potentially working with you, where should they head to? best place to always come is my website because you can find everything else from there so that is vickyshilling.com and you can find all my um social media content on there blog content on there and my own podcast just start now um if you are a podcast fan then um, have a listen to some of the episodes on there too as well amazing thank you so much for joining me today I feel like I'm gonna listen back to this when I'm having a bit of a wobble (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for having me it's been great to chat Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Start Choosing You. Vicky and I really appreciate you taking time to listen to this episode and we would love to know what your thoughts are on social media. Please share this episode with anybody that you think could benefit from it and I will see you for next week's episode.